Well, most of our attention this week will be on the number one player in the state of Oklahoma, Danny Okoye, as he gets set to announce his decision 6.30 on Wednesday night. That'll be aired on his Instagram live page. And the biggest and the best update, uh, recruiting update, we could give you from the weekend is quite simple. And if you listen to any of the postgame show on Saturday, you know exactly where I'm headed here. Danny Okoye is going to pick between OU, Texas, and Tennessee on Wednesday night. He was scheduled for a Texas visit this weekend. He was not in Austin, Texas. Instead, he was standing next to Travis Davidson and myself on the ref postgame show for not one, but two segments after the OU Tulsa game on Saturday night. Wow, you got an encore so, out of him? Well, he won. No. Parker, he wanted to come on for another segment. Oh, okay. He, he, he wanted... He wanted to come on and take phone calls with us after the game. A voluntary encore. Maybe we'll get to that at some point with Danny Okoye at some point this year, but I thought, man, as fun of an idea as that sounds, I don't know if we're ready for that just yet. So, hey, read into that recruiting update what you will, but he was supposed to be at Texas. He wasn't. He was steps outside Chapman Stadium with us doing the postgame show. And, uh, yeah, I... There's been some reasons to feel good about that ever since he took his visit a little over two weeks ago. And I, uh, a- after he said what he said and the feelings and the feel, I feel as good as I've uh, ever felt about OU's chances with Danny Okoye. Yeah, the vibes are nice there, aren't they? Vibes are re- really nice. It's just, you know, you get it. It's just everyone that was there Saturday night and everyone that listened, I think, came away from those two segments saying, yeah, I've feel like OU's in a pretty good spot here less than a week out until uh, until decision day. feel like they're in a really good spot. And I think he even gave us a quote to put on a t-shirt when uh, he said, quote, the SEC is the most violent conference, and I like violence. So I like violence. Danny Okoye will oh, yeah. probably Come on, be man. at the KREF store uh, sometime in the near future. Reminds me of that video that OU twi- or o- the OU football Twitter account put out. This is going back to April of 2022. And it's one of those practice field videos of Miguel Chavis. And he's shouting, you will not play for me if you are not violent. Danny Okoye likes the violence. That's the type of player that he is. And Hand, meet, glove. Yeah. No, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a special kid, man. That's for sure. I know everyone that was there was really, really impressed with him. Uh, he's been on with us a couple of times. I've always been impressed with him. And if you didn't hear that, our postgame show is up on the podcast page, and he was up the very first segment. So before I got to my postgame thoughts and before Travis got to his postgame thoughts, we let Danny Okoye lead us off, man. And he continues to say just how impressed he is with the OU defense through the first three games, especially compared to last year. He was turned off of OU last year because of the way that they were playing defensively. OU has now taken the lead, in my opinion, in his recruitment. And a big reason, if not the majority reason of that, Parker, is because of what OU's look like defensively throughout the first three games. So the point that we've always brought up, what's going to happen, what's it going to look like, how much better is OU going to be in recruiting if they start to play good defense? Well, they've started the year playing some pretty good defense, and it feels like it's going to get you the number one overall player in the state coming up on Wednesday. Got a listener in the 405 on the text line that says, I'm a high school football ref, and I have Noah next week. Excited to see Danny in person. Yeah, I think he he, he was uh, he was out last week, correct, with, with the injury. I, ho- hopefully he's – I think he's going to be set to be back next week. 
Uh, I hope that's. I hope that happens. Lesson Hayes, Kansas says, Tyler, you guys had great guests. Okoye, Jordan, oh, yeah. and Papa Top. Yeah, Danny Okoye, of course, Papa Top. I love me some Steve Stutzman, man. He's he's awesome. And Devon Jordan was there, the four star yeah. corner out of Union. And you know, we talked with Danny a lot longer than we talked with Devon Jordan. And you know, Danny is one of the like in terms of a high school senior. Like, if you're looking for some real quotes in a kid to really talk and expand on his recruitment you know like Danny's going to be one of the best in this entire recruiting class like he's just very personable I mean he just he's an awesome interview Um, we didn't talk to Devon Jordan as long but again I think people that were there can attest it was just more of a feel that you got to feel good about where OU sits for the four-star corner out of Union I mean, he showed up, Parker, he showed up to our spot at Chicken and the Wolf an hour before we even went on the air. Really? Like, we had a few Ref Army members were there, like Gunny's hanging out, um, Loco Ohio's there's hanging out. Like, we had a few Ref Army members there, and Devon Jordan's just hanging out several hours before the game and kind of ha- hanging out at our pregame show. So just the, the feel that you get there, and what's the thought been? OU and TCU for Devon Jordan. I, uh, I came away from that conversation saying, yeah, I feel very good about OU's chances there as well. So, OU's doing a nice job in the 918 in the uh, in the 2024 class. When you pick off five passes in a single game, that's a pretty strong statement. It's true for a four-star cornerback. Pretty strong, pretty strong statement for any secondary player. When you see Kendall Dolby make a play like he did. You see Gentry Williams run down that pick deep down the field. That was one of the cooler moments of Saturday, his first drive back there, and he gets a pick. And you know Jay Valai can now get on the phone with Devin Jordan and be like, hey, man, did you see that? You want to be able to make plays like that in the Crimson and Cream? Come get coached up by this staff. Come wear this uniform. Come be a part of this defensive system, and we will make you shine. Back to Danny Okoye just real quick, because I heard you mention it with Steely. Um, You know, Mike Gundy's getting – well, Mike Gundy never really gets tough questions, but as tough of questions as Mike Gundy is going to get, those are being asked today, and he's getting some criticism for you know, his lack of desire in recruiting and the transfer portal and everything. Like You laid it out, I think, last hour. Oklahoma State had the inside track from the beginning with this recruitment, man. I mean, an OSU family, and not only are they not going to get him, Parker, OSU didn't even end up in his top three. No. And for the life of me, it's just mind-boggling. And it goes to the questions that Mike Gundy's getting today. How do you not have a better effort for a kid that you had the inside track on? How do you not even make a top three for an in-state kid from an OSU family? How does that happen? Well, as Danny himself has said, once he started picking up those bigger offers, Alabama, for instance— Florida, obviously Oklahoma. Once you start getting those huge offers rolling in, Colorado, Oregon, at a certain point, Oklahoma State deprioritized him because I don't know if they just felt like they weren't going to get him, like they didn't stand a chance of getting him at that point anymore because they don't have the same recognizable brand as some of those other programs. But the fact that Oklahoma State pretty much walked away from recruiting Danny Okoye because they didn't feel like they were good enough, if, if that is indeed – ugh. ugh, not a good look. Travis is like, bro, they didn't even make his top ten. <laughs> so, yeah, forget the top three, didn't even make the top ten. That's 
Oh, boy. Uh, e- even worse. LaDonna from Lubbock says, Danny Okoye was great and had a great smile. Love listening to you guys. We appreciate that, uh, LaDonna. Loco Ohio says, it was great seeing y'all Friday and Saturday. Definitely enjoyed Chicken and the Wolf and excited about the Okoye commitment on air on Wednesday. I know you had great turnout at your spot on Friday. I know Toby and Plank did as well. Teddy and I did on Friday. I don't know if you saw the photos and the videos on social media over the weekend, before and after the game from Chicken and the Wolf. That's the best. That's the best pregame show we've we've ever had. Really, and I'm not talking about the content. I'm sure the content was just okay. I'm talking about the people that showed up, man. Um, seriously, guys, and it, it really means a lot that you showed out the way that you did in Tulsa Friday and Saturday. Like the amount of people that came by to multiple remotes throughout two days was. And you can attest to this, Parker. It was incredible, man. We we felt the love while we were up there. I, I had a I had a great weekend. It was awesome. The nine one eight reps the brand, man. We appreciate all of you Green Country listeners in particular on the in the aftermath of a weekend like this, because it's not often we get up to the nine one eight. And so we only see you guys once in a blue moon as it is. But for us to get one of those opportunities this past Friday and for so many of you to show out the way that you did, yes, again. It means a lot, and it says a lot. Coy says it says on Google that Danny Okoye is visiting LSU this weekend for the Arkansas game. Eh, new. No. That is the next evolution of the uh, Alexa that everyone has in, in home now, is if Alexa can uh, start answering uh, recruiting questions. That, that needs to be the next evolution. Uh, Alexa, when is uh, Danny Okoye committing this week? Wednesday at 6.30, Instagram Live. That needs to be something that you do. Gosh. Make I, that happen. Alexa, it, it, it can just be my voice. Yes. Danny Okoye And depending on the recruit, if it's a five-star with a lot of drama, you, you have to answer it in a very annoyed voice. In a very, very annoyed voice. <laughs> well, Peyton Bowen is finally <laughs> supposed to make his decision on National Signing Day at 12 p.m. Yeah. But then we talk about uh, other guys like uh, Andy Bass's numbers over the weekend, and then we get really excited, really excited. Man, what a weekend for OU in the uh, in the Tulsa area. Feels like they're going to clean house up there in the 918. Colin KC says, awesome meeting you guys. Gunny is the most genuine dude I've ever met. Chicken and the Wolf has some badass chicken, and we had a bomb of a time at the game. Boomer Sooner. Yeah, nice seeing you, uh, Colin KC, as well. OU did get a PWO over the weekend. Dax Knowles from right here, uh, Norman High School. Uh, six foot, 185 pounds, a safety. Also a really good baseball player for, uh, for Norman High. Um, he had a punt return t- touchdown last Thursday against Stillwater. Had a big pick in the Crosstown Clash against Norman North. Uh, good, good football player, and here's just another local kid that you get because of your uh, walk-on program that you have. Well, and we talked about it last hour, but when you get productive high school players locally that maybe lack the measurables or the track times to earn P5 scholarships, but you know they're hard workers, come from good families, take care of their business on the academic side of things, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world to open up PW opportunities for these dudes, and that's what Oklahoma has done and will continue to do. Dax Knowles is... I, I mean, in every capacity, certainly fits the bill. So, yeah, nice addition for Oklahoma. Sooner Gundy says, I wanted to stop by, but it looked so busy before the game, I didn't want to mess with it, LOL. Yeah, it was, uh, 
It was packed, man. There were a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of OU fans there and Ref Army members as well. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Some coaches watched Alex Shield Knights on Friday night. We'll talk about that on three. Have some updated rankings and a whole lot more. More OU Cruton next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Oh, it's a Monday after a win. You know the Ref Army is listening nationwide today via our free app. Remember, just search KREF in the App Store to get all of our programming during the work week, weekends, before and after the game. Uh, Stay locked into the Sooners with the KREF app. All right, Fairview Heights, Illinois is tuned in today. Bushkill, Pennsylvania is tuned in. That is a real place. Emporia, Kansas, Gunter, Texas. Am I saying that right? Gunter, yeah. Okay. Fruitland, New Mexico. Fruitland? Uh-huh. Another real place. At Interesting. Least a- at least according to the app map, it's a real place. I don't know. Never heard of it before. Fruitland. Columbia, South Carolina, Orlando, Florida, Springville, Utah. And our small town of the day, God bless Miss Selman. Eufaula, Oklahoma, our small Oklahoma town of hey, the day. shout out to Shane Beamer for his consistent listener, listenership. We appreciate yes. you, Shane. Ref, Always a G. Ref Army Locator brought to you by Affordable Door Company. They compromise on the price, not on the quality. Visit them online at affordabledoor.net or call 405-635-9499. That's 405-635-9499. Proud Garage Door Sponsor. Of the Sooners and the Ref. All right, on three has updated their rankings. Looks like they put Williams Winery as the uh, number one overall player. I think the industry average has him as number two, and they have him now as the number one overall player. What do yeah, you think? I mean they've had him at number one overall, so that hasn't changed. But I mean, yeah, there's uh, there's as good of a case for Williams Winery as anybody in the 2024 class for number one overall player. I don't know. I, I don't know if he is the clear cut number one. You know, in years past, there have been a few of those aliens where you look at the guy and you're like, okay, well, obviously he's the number one player in the nation in this class. I don't know if Williams Winery has a sizable margin between him and the rest of the field, but given his skill set, given the position that he plays and the importance of having dogs at that position in today's game, yeah. it's easy to see why he is regarded across the nation and across the industry as at worst – a top five prospect. You know, and, and I wonder if, like, I think you're right about that, but I wonder if it even feels like that more so because, I mean, we see stories and we've talked a little bit about what Williams Winery has done on, on Friday nights, but you know what we mostly talk about and what mostly the stories are about on the internet with Williams Winery? What's that? It's the OU gloves or the OU cleats that he might be wearing and all the drama, like, his recruitment has been really the main story, and that's often how it is. But his actual play on the field, which has been really good, is maybe not, I don't know, maybe not written about enough just because of all the drama that's that's surrounded everything the past four or five months or so. And if he might flip, if he won't flip, the NIL situation in the state of Missouri, it's kind of been all about everything but his play on the field. When you're the number one player in the country – and you've already committed, yeah, at that point, if unless you are just absolutely ripping teams apart week after week on Friday nights, which Williams-Winary has good. He hasn't been – he's been good. He hasn't been that. Uh, 
unless that's what's going on, honestly, a lot of what is going to be reported about you, a lot of the storylines and headlines that are going to dominate are, well, is that commitment going to stick? Is this, uh, I, I mean, yeah the, yeah, the whole glove gate thing. It's only natural that we're scrutinizing. I mean, the same same exact thing is happening with Jeremiah Smith right now sure. down in the state of Florida. So when you're that good and you're committed somewhere else but still entertaining the advances of other schools, that is going to absolutely dominate your specific news cycle. Ronnie Crimson says glove science says when Aerie is flipping. Uh, glove science and Ronnie science says yes, that uh, Williams when Aerie is going to flip. David Stone is the number 15 overall player according to the new on three rankings. And I don't think David's is uh, too happy about that because he tweeted, just remove me altogether, laughing face emoji, because there's no way I drop two spots. So I guess he dropped from 13 to 15 in the newest rankings, which he had the most, he, he, he may have had the, the single most famous play so far <laughs> of this high school football season, yet he drops two spots. Yeah, well, and... I'll be honest, if I am ranking the prospects in this class right now, at this point in time, Jeremiah Smith is number one for me. David Stone has as good a case for number two as anybody. For me, it would be between Stone, Dylan Raiola, and Williams Winery at number two. Stone is somebody that should – I and look, you're kind of – nitpicking if you say well 15 is way too low for a guy like david stone yeah if if we're talking about him being outside the top 20 then okay maybe that's a conversation but you're really splitting hairs when you're talking about the guys that are that high up the totem pole so i think at this point a lot is going to come down to postseason showcases under armor all american game that type of thing to see whether david stone can climb into the top 10 uh taylor tatum is ranked number 51 overall that's I don't know how shocking that really is. It feels like he's been in that range for, for most of uh, most of this cycle. Grant Bricks is the number 56 overall player. So when we talk uh, endlessly about Grant Bricks and we bring him up every single day for about two months now, um, this is why. Because there's at least one service that thinks he's a top 60 player nationally and arguably the best offensive tackle in this class. So, nice little ranking there for Bricks. Yeah, I mean, you know my thoughts mm. on Bricks. That 52, was that what you 56. said? 50, oh, 56. 56 might even be too low, in my opinion. But, yeah, man, I'm, just, I, I'm ready for that one to be over because I just, at this point, I want to know. It, doesn't really, it, it hasn't been dramatic. It's not like the kid is holding out for money. No, he's just got a really tough decision on his hands, so it hasn't been a dramatic recruitment by any means, but... I'm just ready to know where he's going to be playing college football because make no mistake, especially if he picks the University of Oklahoma, that is someone who has the potential to be a three years and off to the first round type of guy like Anton Harrison. At number 66, co-host of the Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live on The Ref is Danny Okoye. Is that the is sixty six overall? Is that the highest he'll That's have on, highest. on on any? Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would think so. He's still a three star on twenty four seven. Jeez, hmm. Oh, I need to go ahead and change the, the three star for Danny. Yikes! De- definitely at least a four star for Danny Okoye. At least a four star for Danny. But on three, he's got him as the number sixty six overall player. Zion Kearney. Golly, we haven't talked about him in a long time, right? Really good player. Top 75 player nationally, according to On3. They have him at number 72. He is just as good as any pure wide receiver in the class not named Jeremiah Smith because 
there are some guys in this cycle, and Smith is a creature of his own. He is easily the top wideout and, for my money, the top player in this class. But you got some guys like Mike Matthews, like K.J. Bolden, like Josiah Trader, like Terry Bussey, that, okay, you maybe most technically categorize them as wide receivers, but they have the capacity to play either side of the ball at the collegiate level, and they haven't pigeonholed themselves into one specific position. Zion Kearney is a guy that only plays wide out, and that's all he's trying to play. And he is a master of his craft. Very technically sound, especially for being his size. Fast, elusive, the complete package. And I have said it before, I will say it again. He has the potential to be the best wide receiver that Oklahoma has rostered since CeeDee Lamb. A couple of players that are ranked a little bit higher on other services, not so much on on three with their newest rankings. Devon Mitchell at number 122, so outside the top 100. And then, um, man, Nigel was all the way down. I'm still scrolling down trying to find him. <laughs> he is uh, Nigel Smith at 174 on this list. 174? Mm. Yeah. Please. Listed as a four-star, but 174. Jeez. Yeah, no shot. Cam says, Danny Acquaya was given the hook'em horns with Tyler on what? Saturday. <laughs> that, okay. What's up with that? I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. So there was a lot going on in about a 30-second time frame there, okay? Um, trying to get the pregame started. Trying to tweet out that we the pregame is is underway. Um, trying to get a photo to attach to the link that hey the pregame show is underway, and I think it was just terrible timing. Actually, I know it was terrible timing because I was taking a picture of it was me, Travis, and Danny, and he threw the horns down all night long. Again, I if you're looking for any more clues or any more hints as to what might happen on Wednesday night. We had a lot of Ref Army members taking pictures with Danny, and he was throwing the horns down. I, I, I think I just it snapped the photo at the wrong time and didn't realize he had the horns up in the photo. Yeah, I, I knew some of you would notice that. I knew some of you would notice that. He does that. Like, he's trolling. Mm-hmm. Trust me, if Danny Okoye were that big on Texas, you know where he would have been on Saturday? Not doing the Ref Austin Te- Seeing Wyoming threaten the Longhorns in the fourth quarter, that's, that's, where, uh, that's where he would have been. Yeah, so, all right, there, there's your newest updated on three rankings. Um, yeah, Winery 1, Stone 15, Taylor Tatum 51, Grant Bricks 56, Danny Okoye 66, Zion Kearney 72, Devon Mitchell 122. Uh, what about Alexander Shield Knight on Friday night? Ooh, like that kid a lot. Chavis and was so out there. so does Miguel Chavis. Correct. Was he yeah. the only one that was there? He was the only one that was there. Yeah, he loves him some Alex Shield Knight, and it is easy to see why. He's not very big. 6'2" max Tyler so we are not talking about a guy that is hulking and towering but he is mean man that is a mean football player he can and does do it all for that program he played both offense and defense four full quarters the first half just to put this into context and this was the first half that was very fast-paced uh, very grueling. He played all but one snap Jeez. in the first half. So literally never left the field. And, I mean, he lived in the backfield, Tyler. It is – when I go out on Friday nights to watch defensive ends, I consider it a good night if the kid in question penetrates the backfield more than four or five times. There might have been four or five times all night where Alex Shield Knight wasn't getting some sort of push up front, clogging run lanes – 
pressuring the quarterback. He probably had six or seven quarterback hurries, one sack, four tackles for loss. No, by the way, six catches for 116 yards, as well as a two-point conversion on offense, too. So, he gets my stamp. Did he clean the bleachers as well after the game? Sounds like he did everything else. Man, he was, and he was sucking it. He was sucking wind at the end of that football game because he was just so tired. And if you'd watched the way that he'd played up until that point, it was it was easy to see why because he was pouring it out. Six three two twenty is what he's listed at for a uh, really good Wagner program. He's class of twenty twenty five, so just a junior. But of course, he's got that OU offer. He's got the uh, Oklahoma State offer. He's got a Tennessee offer as well. And his offer list is only. It's only going to climb here. Maybe yeah, next year. and I know there was that TikTok video on Wit Edwards that made everybody salivate over that kid mm-hmm. briefly. But I, make no mistake, Alex Shieldnight is the one who carries that Wagner program. That's no knock on Wit Edwards, but the best football player for the Wagner Bulldogs is easily Alex Shieldnight. Four hundred five says Parker Arkansas says they're leading. Yeah. So what you must consider here with Shieldnight, and part of the reason that I haven't entered a future cast in favor of Oklahoma to this point, is that he is an Arkansas legacy. Mom played basketball at Arkansas. And, of course, Wagoner is pretty much equidistant from Norman and Fayetteville for practical purposes. So he was at Arkansas this past weekend, which if you're a Sooner Mm, fan, I mean, you're you're glad he showed up to that game. Saw BYU run up and down the field on the Hogs. Yeah, Yeah. but uh, he'll be in Norman for Oklahoma versus Iowa State on September 30th. That's a night game, 6 p.m. kickoff, just announced today. And, I mean, he told me he was pretty straight up about it. He said, look, I want to play in the SEC. I don't want to go that far from home. Oklahoma and Arkansas fit the bill, so I expect it to be one of those two schools. Uh, Sooner Gundy? Even higher on Nick Anderson than I am? Nick Anderson has the potential to be the best wide receiver since CD. And I think that's in reference to my comment that Zion Kearney has the potential to be Oklahoma's most – Gifted wide receiver since CD, but I that could have been a bit of turning point. Mo- could have been a turning Gundy. point moment, man. I mean, that's just that was three touchdowns on Saturday. I know that's not the best defense that OU will face, but he made some incredible individual plays, man. I- I'm hoping that's kind of the turning point of the career, and he's about to take off. He's he's good, he's good. And my favorite play, maybe from Saturday, is the ball that he catches about the 25 yard line, breaks a tackle, and finds a way to score. Like that was going to be a great play if he gets. Dragged down at the 25-yard line, like, all right, nice job creating some space, making a catch, but that's kind of like the next level, right? That's the next step is catching that, breaking a tackle, outrunning someone else and scoring a touchdown. So, yeah, man, I, I'm like everyone else. I really like what I saw from Nick Anderson. That's for sure. 405-651-3439, more of your text. And how about some uh, intel on Tristan Haynes, four-star corner Ooh. from Carl Laubert, Christian Thatcher, Linebacker from Vegas, and a whole lot more coming up next. ...of Locked In with McComas and Thune. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. His family owned and operated, established in 2020, but many of their employees have been there for more than 20 years. Their low-pressure environment creates an enjoyable experience for everyone. Their sales staff is knowledgeable and eager to assist you before and after the buying process. They have all that and incredible pricing as well. Dorsey Jones, Buick, GMC in El Reno. Uh, All right, to the text line. Lane in California says, hey, guys, love all the defensive recruits we're getting. How about the O-line? Is there anything in the hopper for big recruits to beef up the O-line to fortify the power run game going into the SEC? 
Anything in the hopper lane? No, not not actively, but... You got off and me in less than a month. Well, and I forgot about him for a second, to be honest with you. It's it's almost like those guys that set their commitment dates for so far out, but you kind of already know where they're going. Maybe he'll pull an Iasosa and just be like, hey, I'm just going to announce two weeks before instead. But yeah, look... Beyond Akin Kunmi, who commits on October 12th, and that that one in all likelihood is going to go OU's direction. That'll be the Sooners' fourth offensive line commit. Beyond him, the three that you are looking towards to round out the class, and you're not going to get all three, be happy to get one, be overjoyed to get two. Grant Bricks, Eddie Pierre-Louis, Jordan Seaton. Jordan Seaton, by the way, you want to talk about that on three rankings update? He's the number eight overall player yeah. in that update. So, in the nation, number eight overall player, not number eight offensive lineman, number eight overall player in the nation, which I, I do not expect him. I, I think Oklahoma's odds of getting him are by far the lowest of the three. But he's taking an official visit for that Iowa State game. So, so I'm saying there's a chance, is basically. Which is the night game, game, huh? Yeah, 6 p.m. He's going to get to see the cool uh, LED lights there. And, you know, that well, no, o- he throws up a ton of points on crappy Iowa State. That OU-Iowa State game has been fun for a long time because Iowa State. It stressed under, me out most years. Yeah, but, under yeah. Matt Campbell's direction, it doesn't matter how much of a gap between those teams there has been in terms of level of talent or record or what have you. Iowa State, year in and year out, has kept it close with Oklahoma. That's always been a good football game. I just don't see any way it's a good football game it this year. It better not be a good football game this year. Jimmy and Duncan says, doesn't sometimes when a team struggles in a game, it can actually help recruiting because that recruit could see that he will be a part of the resurgence of the defense or the offense? Losing doesn't always scare them away, right? Everyone's different, man. I'm So what you're saying, Jimmy, I'm, I'm sure there's some kids that say, yes, this creates a path for me to play immediately maybe more so than some other spots. You want a perfect example? A Nigel Smith. Nigel Smith last fall, because I remember going down to a Melissa game and asking him after the fact, and this was right after Oklahoma had just gotten pummeled by Texas to fall to 3-3. Three and three. This was six days after the fact. And I asked him, man, rough times for Oklahoma right now. Does that diminish your eagerness to potentially be a part of what Oklahoma's building? He said, no, absolutely not, because what that shows me is they need me, and I can show up and I can be part of the change because I know that offense is going to cook, and I know enough about these defensive coaches to know that they're going to turn it around. They just need the dudes, and I'm one of the dudes. So, yes, everybody's different. Sensing just a hint of sarcasm here from this texture in the 918, just a hint, Nick Anderson reminds me of Randy Moss, and Jaden Gibson reminds me of Plaxico Burris. Stoops and Freeman remind me of Danny Amendola and Wes Welker. Jaleel Farouk reminds me of Steve Smith, but maybe a half step slower. We have a vast arsenal of weapons in the receiving core. Hey, yeah, you hear that, Jeff Ketchum? All Madden team. Oh, yeah, exactly. OU's got a wide receiver room full of NFL Hall of Famers. That was really not the flex that I think they intended it to be. They thought it was a flex to say, <laughs> OU has a bunch of no-names on their roster. But what it really revealed is Jeff Ketchum doesn't pay attention worth a damn. And maybe no. he's a little bit lazy in his assessment of the team that he covers or biggest rivals. Very, very odd there. Did very he, odd. Did he think Jalil Farouk was some walk-on? 
Did he like? Did he forget that Nick Anderson? Nick Anderson was played at Katy. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> he played at Katy. Had an offer from Texas. One of the best prospects in the Lone Star State just two years ago. Maybe pay okay. attention a little bit more. I mean, that's that's kind of Maybe. on you if if you if you haven't heard. Chase in OC says, "I'd rather have the recruit see us pummel everybody and still want to compete." Well, yeah. I feel as though everybody's just about on the same page in that regard, Chase. But I, I think the point is, it is refreshing to know that even if you're not pummeling everybody, there are still recruits that are going to find the silver lining there. Aaron in Austin wants to know, which of the 2024 wide receivers has the best chance to make an immediate impact? Anderson, Gibson, and next year add 6'5", Ivan Carrion, and Devon Mitchell at tight end? Yeesh. Yeah, so in regard to your question about the wide receivers... <laughs> This is not an answer that's going to shock anybody, but my answer is Zion Kearney. Yeah, I, that like, is. I think that is the answer. I mean, he's he's the best wide one of the best wide receivers in this class, and the highest ranked wide receiver you have in twenty four. Yeah, so give me Zion Kearney, please, and thank you, Jimmy from BA. Thanks for coming to Tulsa. Really enjoyed meeting everyone, and thanks for the t shirt and koozie. Keep up the good work. Jimmy came to every single remote. He did, um, and he came to the pregame and the postgame show. Awesome, awesome meeting you, Jimmy. That was that was awesome. Hawaiian Sooner says, OU Iowa State, quote, want to bet on that? That's from Iowa State players. And yeah, we need to figure out which <laughs> side that the uh, Iowa State players are, uh, are, are, are on. If they'll, t- be, they'll be taking Oklahoma to win and I cover. I think they'll be taking OU to win and cover for sure. Uh, Ryan Wingo, five-star wide receiver, speaking of Texas, uh, he was in Austin for that uh, just highly entertaining Texas-Wyoming game this weekend, <laughs> and a couple of crystal balls have been dropped for Ryan Wingo to end up at UT. Thought that now Texas is the favorite for the five-star. Well. Kind of saw that one coming heading the weekend, you know? If that's the case. I mean, look, it, it has been the case for quite some time that he was going to end up at Texas or Missouri. Those were the two schools that were uh, in the – well, sharing the driver's seat for Wingo. And if he ends up a horn, and honestly, if he ends up a tiger, that's where you just got to have faith in Jay Valai to be able to recruit and develop elite cornerbacks because those are not going to be guys that are neutralized easily. Not to mention the fact that you look at Texas's recruiting class, and naturally Ryan Wingo would be the capstone of their wide receiver hall, but... Parker Livingstone is going to be real good at the next level. Yeah. And that is not a dude that is manned up easily. Colin Simmons is going to flip to LSU, or is he, is he, is he locked in? They're I hope so, if only for the Colin Baton Rouge content. <laughs> nice. One more from the 918 before we hit a break. Is Oklahoma going to try and gather another interior defensive lineman in 2024? Given how many players we are scheduled to lose, I would think a third player would be desirable or maybe try to address this in the portal. Yes, I believe they're going to go to the portal for at yes. least one interior defensive lineman. Uh, so I've been told by a couple sources to this point. And again, Brent Venables is not going to be allergic to the transfer portal like Dabo Sweeney was at Clemson. Or and, Mike Gundy. Well, or, or Mike Gundy, yes. So they're going to make use of it now and in the future. And I think one of the applications of the transfer portal this coming offseason is going to be solidifying your interior defensive line picture because David Stone's going to be a big addition. Jaden Jackson's going to be a big addition. Nigel Smith is somebody that's going to be able to give you inside snaps if you need them. But you'd like to have one other guy, ideally, and maybe two, who can come in and add instant value by virtue of experience. 
Uh, 405, are you going to be in Cincinnati? So I don't think we'll be out and about Friday in Cincinnati, but post game, Travis Davidson will be at Martino's on Vine, which I believe is two, two and a half blocks away from Nippert Stadium, right there in the in the neighborhood. So if you're going to Cincinnati this weekend, go to Martino's on Vine after the game. That's where uh, that's where all the OU fans will be hanging out at. All right, one final segment of Locked In coming up next. More OU Cruton on the other side, right here on the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We are the Homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, breaking news in college football. Michigan State has announced it has fired Mel Tucker for cause. So the legal proceedings will continue, but Michigan State uh, will start looking for its next head football coach immediately. Mel Tucker is out. Not a surprise. No, not a surprise at all. And this is kind of where we all knew this was heading, but... Man, it has been, what, less than two years since Mel Tucker signed one of the biggest contracts in all of college football for a head coach, and he's already out? This is why, this is why you do not give a coach a long-term extension based on one good season. Agree. Because Michigan State did that. I guess they wanted long-term stability like they'd had for so long with Mark D'Antonio, and it backfired. I mean, Florida State did that last offseason um, with Mike Norvell. Now, that one looked like looks like it's going to end up a little bit better than the Mel Tucker situation at Michigan State. But still, that was one good year for Mike Norvell. And, boy, they, they bumped up that contract. OSU fans not happy with the Mike Gundy contract right now. He's making $7.5 million uh, per year. Uh, Frisco Sooner says, guys, am I crazy for getting a feeling that Nigel Smith could end up being the best of the defensive linemen that OU gets in this class. Just something about this kid seems like he is someone you can count on. I love the no bravado, no shenanigans, let your play speak for itself attitude this kid has. Refreshing to see that this day and age. I Listen, I will certainly hear an argument in that regard. I think David Stone is probably the one that because of his physical giftings, is probably the natural favorite to be the best out of Oklahoma's defensive linemen in this cycle. But I I do think Nigel Smith does not get his due, and I think part of that is because he is so quiet and he doesn't go to a lot of camps, doesn't really do anything except show up on Friday nights and dominate. So I don't know if folks nationally have as much context for how good he is and can be than they do for some of the other top defensive linemen in the class. Make no mistake, though, he's he's going to be an all-Big 12 type of player one yeah. day. He I, is excellent. I love this text from the 214. Can we have Michigan State transfers by Job to OU? I'm sure uh, by Job is uh, he's getting contacted yeah, would, through, okay. the, through the portal. Would I... Would I rule out by Job eventually being in Oklahoma sooner? No, I would not. And by the way, I just realized I said all, uh, I said Nigel Smith will be an All Big Twelve type player. All SEC. Yeah, no. Uh, for a I know it's going to be a hard habit to be a fun. Well, habit it shouldn't to be break. a hard habit to break, though. That's the thing. That's the first. I mean, we've been doing this dance for upwards of two years now, and that's really the first time I've slipped up. Weird. Loco, Ohio. I don't know what is more crazy to believe. Is Texas actually good? Or is that really an alien skeleton they showcased on TV last week? Yeah, no, that was not an alien skeleton. Was that in Mexico, right? Yeah. Come on. 
Please, please don't tell me anybody on the. So Texas line. actually being good is more believable than the uh, the alien skeleton. Yes, if only slightly. But because, yes, because at first it was like, Ugh, Texas ain't that great. Oh, but they beat Alabama. Ooh, but they really struggled with Wyoming for three quarters. I know Wyoming, it's man, been right, well, quite a roller coaster for for UT. I just it is, Quinn Ewers is still not that guy. He is not that guy. He didn't look am like I, that guy Saturday, that's for sure. A, am I the only one that is still tapping the brakes on Quinn Ewers? And shoot, if Alabama's performance against South Florida over the weekend doesn't tell you that this is not the Nick Saban team of old, I I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, Texas is 3-0. and Yeah, it's their first 3-0 and start since, what, 2012? And yeah, I'll give credit where credit is due. They've played well enough to be 3-0. and they played well enough to win in Tuscaloosa. Is Texas back? <laughs> not for my no, money. No, they're not back. They're not back yet, so I think that's, that's way too early. Uh, by the way, OU class rankings 24-7 has OU as the number 8 class. On 3 has OU as the number 9 class. Rivals has OU as the number 7 class. Would they still get up to, I think we did this last week, would they still get up to 5 with Danny Okoye on Wednesday? I think they would. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. Calculating is not as easy on Rivals as it is on 24-7. But I believe in the Rivals rankings they would jump up into the top five if they landed Danny Okoye. Well, we'll see Wednesday night at 6.30 on his Instagram live page. Should be exciting. OU Texas and Tennessee co-host Danny Okoye here on The Ref is going to make his announcement. All right, The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on The Ref.